You are now listening to episode 254 of the Nerdstravaganza podcast, where the leadership never falters. I'm Senior VP of Operations, Tom, and I'm joined tonight by Senior VP of Corporate Policy, Brian. Anyway, in case that intro didn't give it away, this week's episode is about leadership, and it is inspired uh, by the spectacular fall this week of a very high-profile tech CEO. We'll get to that in a moment. And that has inspired a conversation tonight about some awful leaders of pop culture. We're talking the likes of Skeletor, Cobra Commander, like anybody we kind of think of. So should be a pretty fun discussion, I think, don't you, Brian? Certainly. Excellent. We have consensus among the uh, senior officers, so we can proceed. Of course, we would uh, fail in our role as leaders if we didn't first lead our audience through a brief tour of recent happenings in our lives with our Weekly Geekly, Geekly Weekly Update. And Brian, as you are the only person here who is not me, go for it. What you been up to? Uh, I haven't actually done a whole lot, but I've, I've been kind of collecting a lot lately. I'm, I'm going to get around to doing a whole bunch one of these days. Probably the most exciting was all the sweet free junk I picked up at a free RPG day over the uh, over the weekend. Cool. Kind of kind of love that holiday. It's 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 not always stuff I'll treasure and and use, but. I don't know. It, it feels like a little bit more personal to me than free uh, comic book day, as much as I do like that. Just because of your uh, memories and the nostalgia you have for RPGs, or yeah, I mean, I always read comic books, but I don't. I don't think I had a whole lot of friends who were into that too. But I mean, everybody I know played some kind of role playing game. You know, everybody was a big we used to call it pen and paper not even called the same thing anymore but was a was a big pen and paper dork so you know kind of a little bit closer to home yeah i can see that we share a similar uh resume i guess (laughs) in that regard so yeah yeah a little bit smaller not quite as uh advertised you know i always root for the underdog and uh they gave me dice, so I'm very happy to have, you know, unique dice from the day. Very cool. I'm assuming your uh, dice collection is just, like, growing more massive by the, the year. I, I have a fairly substantial collection myself. I I really like, and, and it's it's dirt cheap. I don't know why I find this special, but I love the, the printed dice. Like, I used to collect Chessex dice from Megacon, Every single year, they'd have it printed with, you know, Megacon Orlando 2016, 2015, 2014. For some bizarre to me reason, they decided they weren't quite making enough on it and didn't even print them this year. Really? I guess, you know, having something sell out every year it's ever been done is a surefire reason not to do it again. Um, I guess they are pretty bottom line focused now, right? Under the new leadership. I guess. Okay, Megacon in Orlando, Florida. Now, <laughs> with emphasis on the bottom line, no dice. And and something else I collected, I I guess this this snuck up on me, but there's a new Darth Vader Marvel Comics series. I, I was pretty disappointed when they killed. Well, they didn't kill Darth Vader, but they killed the comic after I think 25 issues. 
and and it was just kind of getting good. But they finished that arc, and then just said like, "Oh, we always had that planned. We're we're going to stop now." And um, out of nowhere, there's a there's a not prequel Vader, but like you know after those movies before four Darth Vader series that I'm I'm looking forward to to reading. Cool. I actually really liked what I read of the first Darth Vader series, so really solid series. I I'm surprised how many people have not read that. I mean, I guess you get, you know, sub sub fans. But uh yeah, you should definitely check it out as a Star Wars fan cuz it is canon now. Or don't so that I can feel superior. honestly i was a little worried when all of those comic books came out that they were going to kind of really dilute and or like make inconsistent the star wars universe but this stuff uh it fits i guess you know i think they're they're doing a pretty good job with like having one guy sign off on what you can can write or not like no that's garbage get it out of here like i'm i'm happy with that Right, some gifted apprentice can't, like, pull a spaceship out of a, a sun, <laughs> as we've discussed in prior episodes. We, I was just making fun of this earlier, but there are four sensitive trees, so... <laughs> I don't know who snuck that one by. <sighs> that is the Poe Dameron pre-origin story, right? Yeah, I forget what it was called. It was Shattered Empire. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was First appearance of Poe Dameron! <laughs> I actually thought that that series was okay, and at the time, I thought the Force Tree, like, sapling was alright, too, but it made I mean, me it dumb. it just been, like, a holy tree, you know? It couldn't have just been Ben Kenobi's bonsai or something. No, it had to have the Force, man. It was, like, uh... <laughs> it, it was, like, planted in soil with ground-up uh, kyber crystals in it or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Anything else going on, or...? pretty much uh, no no i think that's all i've collected so far all right what about you man you've been uh squirreling away stuff you never used this week <laughs> no i have not uh actually had time to do a lot of accumulation of much needed things um we had my companions uh some of my companion well i was gonna say some of my companions family but really her her father was in town and so he hung out with us this past weekend and part of this week And so on the nerdy geeky front, we did meet up with her brother, with my companion's brother, at uh, Mox Boarding House. Have I told you about this place at all? Never enough. Um, So there used to be Card Kingdom, and Card Kingdom right next to it had a place called Cafe Mox, which was like a restaurant pub place where you could like play games. You could like check out a game from the card kingdom side and then like bring it over into cafe mox and sit down and eat and drink and play your game well they merged into a single entity called mox boarding house and uh so i had been to the original location before it became uh mox boarding house and now we went to this other location in another town called bellevue really cool like a really classy like just like we always talked about would be like awesome to open and or go to brian a really classy joint with like good food and like plenty of drinks and everything and you just like sit at a very comfortable table and like play your game and and eat and drink it's it's wonderful we played a game called baron garden i believe it's the way it was pronounced um it is basically like a tetris 
type of game where you're building a bear zoo and you are competing to get the highest points by placing high, the highest point uh, value pieces and so on, as well as to complete the sections of your zoo the fastest. So pretty simple, easy game to pick up. Perfect for a venue like uh, Mox Boarding House. Just uh, sit down with your friends, chill, play, easy to pick up. And, um, you should play it with sticky fingers. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is, like, I, I, I was worried about that, and but no, the, the the there was not grease and Cheetos dust or anything on any of the part on any of the game pieces. It's like, I think we and others there are like you know conscious about the fact that somebody else is going to play the game, so let's not like gross it all up. And uh, yeah, the, the game seemed to be in pretty good shape. And of course, we we put everything everything was where it should have been in the box, and we put everything back where it belonged. Um, when we were done playing so just all in all a classy joint so if you're in the seattle area check it out if you're not in the seattle area find a place similar and or open one because really cool concept i'm really happy to see it like succeeding and proven more and more every day there's tons of those now yeah well uh i would definitely not consider my um Companion's dad, like a geek, so to speak. Well, he's kind of a technical guy. I shouldn't say that. But yeah, he fit right in, you know? You drink and you play games. And so I think it kind of bridges that gap between like the uh, basement dweller, <laughs> the stereotypical basement dwelling uh, gamer and uh, just the average Joe that wants to play some games. Everything's so. a little bit easier to sell with alcohol, right? <laughs> for sure. For sure. That's pretty much all of the geekiness that's been going on. We've had kind of a hectic week with with uh, the family being here, so uh, still still made the most of it and and had some fun. And I believe that is the end of our weekly geekly geekly weekly update segment. Newsman Cam is not with us again, Brian. So unless you have any news you want to report as part of our news extravaganza segment, which would normally come next we can just dive right into the main topic. Any news you want to report? I'll, I'll ask your opinion on, on some news, especially since Cam probably wouldn't want to discuss any, any potential like spoilers or anything like that. But what do you think about Han Solo losing his director? You know what? Suddenly we do have a very brief and one-topic news extravaganza. I was kind of stunned, and I was really stunned when I found out the pedigree of like the director or directors they had like done some successful projects right these were not like nobodies no i don't i don't think they were i mean they wouldn't just you know hand over solo to uh to some schmuck anyway they, they were just talking about it on like the radio in the car before i got here to start the show too I, I wish i could remember the projects that they had been on before but it was kind of a stunning upset i wonder why like what that portends for the movie like were they going in a direction that wasn't star wars or something it it worries me, but then I, I I do remember like Rogue One went through massive reshoots, so they were I guess they were unhappy with how it turned out originally. Ah, so maybe they're letting these guys do their thing, and then I think his name's Fellini. I think Fellini is the guy that does all of the the lore now. I think Fellini steps in and says like, "You can do this. You can't do that. Reshoot this." Maybe this guy didn't like that idea. Maybe he, uh, I, I don't know. Hmm. So maybe firing means like, you know, here's your fee. Like, we're still going to pay you, but like, we now need to change your movie. They were almost done with principal photography. So they were pretty far along. And, and 
God, to be like really pessimistic about this, isn't this what happened with the the Hobbit series? Didn't Peter Jackson step back in after the guy walked? Oh, I didn't realize that. No, I didn't know somebody else had taken over. Not the same um, dude, of course, but yeah, yeah, they they lost their director, and Peter Jackson was like, oh, "I'll try to stitch this shit pile back together, put in some three D bees, and let's get some uh, you know wire foo uh, orc fighting on the rooftops. <laughs> That'll do it." Chinese orcs? What are you guys doing? <laughs> Put in some gags. <laughs> gags will make it a good movie. Uh, by the way, uh, 21 Jump Street and the Lego movie, the latter of which I think was pretty successful. I'm not sure about 21 Jump Street. So this pair, who I think were, were fired, uh, had done some good movies or some successful movies. So, yeah. Yeah, this article here is saying that people need to understand that Han Solo is not a comedic personality. He's sarcastic and selfish. So I wonder if they were making him too, like, <laughs> I, 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 I've got to be honest. Like, I, I, I watched 15 minutes of 21 Jump Street, and, and like, I, I needed a shower. So <laughs> if it was really them, I'm totally on board with this. I just changed my view entirely. Why would they have hired them in the first place, knowing what they have done in the past? Because, like, the Lego movie was, like, a, just like a... Like slapstick, like yeah. humorous, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, people joked about, wouldn't it be funny if it was like just like one big car chase buddy movie like Starsky and Hutch with Chewie and Han? But <laughs> maybe that's what it was. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's that's weird. Anyway, it is definitely news. And have you heard uh, who is one of the possible candidates to do it now? No, I haven't. None other than the, uh, what, Opie or whatever, um, Ron Howard. What a change in tone. Right? I know. Wow. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, that's the big, I, I think there are a few other candidates, but that's the one that I recognized. So, so Something didn't pull well. They, they, I, I don't know. You don't get this far and then just be like, wait a minute, you guys were making a comedy? <laughs> yeah like they don't show scenes or anything before before like doing the whole thing i, I don't know how filmmaking works like do you just make the whole film and then sh then screen it for the powers that be or I, I don't know you're supposed to have storyboards damn dude I don't, I don't know someone had to green light at least like the outline or as you said the the storyboards of this thing it's not like they were just like make the movie come back and let us know how it is just good luck here's a bunch of money for our <laughs> most popular film ever <laughs> that's super weird i don't know what the hell they're doing and it's huge who doesn't want to see the han solo movie i know i know everybody doesn't not want to see it curious to see how it turns out i mean i'm just imagining what the other one would have been like what would have been like would there have been like you know during the trailer like a record scratch moment like oh, i can't take chewie anywhere three weeks ago <laughs> you're gonna wonder how i got here <laughs> when a bounty oh. hunter and a wookie <laughs> make their way into the outer rim i think we took a wrong turn okay <laughs> solo <laughs> Anyway, that was our not news extravaganza news extravaganza segment. Uh, basically Speaking of poor leadership, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Somebody, 
somebody in the leadership ranks dropped the ball there. I, I don't really blame the directors. You can't hire people that make the Lego movie to make your movie and then get like be surprised when it's kind of Lego movie like. I would I would think that had to be nepotism. Yeah, yeah. Somebody somebody knew somebody somewhere. But we'll see what old Opie does. It is Opie, right? Wasn't that Ron Howard? Ron Howard, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. We'll see we'll see how he does. It would be folksy in black and white. But that's it. That's it for our unplanned news extravaganza. And a very good comment on bad leadership. Which brings us to tonight's main topic. Which is just crappy leaders in uh, pop culture. And what motivated this one tonight? I I was the actual showrunner or motivator on on this one. Did you hear about the Uber CEO? Yeah, he uh, had stepped back and now he's gone, right? Yeah, he's gonzo. Um, Apparently still on the board of directors. But I just don't understand how you are like the head of this world beating company and you are just, just, you're just killing it. And you're like, you're, you really are kind of revolutionizing this, this area of uh, commerce. And you just like, can't keep the like frat boy pranks and shenanigans like under control. Like you have to like harass people. You have to create this like stupid like misogynistic culture or whatever it is that they had at the company you have to just like be abusive to your employees you have to do all this like you have to like just (laughs) stumble from one dumb move to another uh and basically kill a highly successful company with like terrible pr i think this is more and more common these days people don't understand it's wrong really like they just it doesn't click I, yeah, I think, I don't know if it's affluenza or just, like, echo chamber or what, but people don't understand that, you know, we you're just not allowed to treat people like that anymore. There's so many options, and, and especially in a huge company like this, tech industry, right? How many companies are hiring tech industry? Yeah. You yeah. go to someone amazing, you have all these high hopes, boss walks up to you, what's up, sugar tits? How long <laughs> do you stay? Not long. And and that's and that's just one facet of it. Like the sexual harassment, that's like the the most like a recent high profile issue. They've done some like just awful stuff too. Like I was reading in, in this like blow by blow of all the like blunders the companies had. A driver like ran over a family and killed them, right? Or master harmed them really badly. Uber's like, well, technically he had the he had our app open, but he wasn't like driving with a fare, so he's not covered our under our insurance. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yes, like terrible. And then like some drivers, like a bunch of drivers got together and said like, you know, you're treating us like independent contractors, but technically we don't fall under that. We are actually employees. We should get benefits. Like they were basically like trying to get reclassified as employees. Uber was like, eh, we'll just give you a hundred million dollars to go away. And like that one, what I was reading is tied up in court. Like the the court was like, we're not going to let you just like sweep this under the rug. This needs to be resolved. Yeah, that actually sounds illegal. That's like bribery, isn't it? I mean... Well, I mean, I guess you, that doesn't you even can't... sound like settling out of court. I mean, <laughs> well, if if Cam were here, he could offer like a you know a more probably a correct analysis. I think you are allowed to just settle with like you know an opposing party, but that doesn't resolve the. I think the court's not satisfied that, that resolves the core issue. Right. I mean, that's a legal issue. That's probably not just civic, right? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You you may very well you know satisfy these few people, but yeah, the, the issue still remains. 
anyway, it's been like a number of blunders and I just, and then there's that. And then they were doing all sorts of like dirty, like spying on, on their com, uh, competitors, like in Lyft. And they were, um, there, there was one scene like a, where that guy, the, the CEO was actually in a, an Uber car, like screaming and yelling at a driver. Cause the driver like didn't like the new terms that Uber had put out. Like it's kind of screwing them on like their mileage or something. And he's like, you know, blah, blah, blah. he's just like going off on this guy that, that, that was released. Like that one, I can almost forgive. You know, he he was he didn't know he was being filmed, but I just you know, when you're on top of the world, don't like commit unforced errors. Just like control yourself, think before you speak. Like consider how these policies are going to be perceived, unless you can't, because as you said, like you're suffering from like runaway affluenza or you know, phobia or something. I don't know. A lot of dudes, I think, like like this guy got really fucking lucky, and and I don't I don't know if this is really earned, you know, like did this guy pay his dues and get where he was because of, you know, all the things he learned and how skillfully he applied them or did he kind of like, I mean, not bumble, but you know, stumble into a huge new technology. Cause that technology is fucking revolutionary. Yeah, it is. And even if you're taking a lift, you say, I'm going to Uber this. Right. That's, that is the uh, verb, isn't it? Yeah, it is. If you were to ask him, he would say, no, it is my unique genius, you know, that got me here. I am better right. than you, <laughs> et cetera. You know that. So uh, an example, a real world example of a, like, not necessarily one dimensional leader who was successful in, you know, trailblazing with this technology and getting the company operationally successful and making all this money, but who was just kind of like dropping the ball on a lot of other fronts. I think that, contrast sharply with <laughs> some of the villains we may remember from pop culture especially from our youth those being uh, villains that appear in like cartoons movies etc uh, books and, and anything you want to bring up and i thought um i thought it'd be kind of funny to go over some of the worst offenders and just how one-dimensional they are a lot of especially 80s cartoon villains were just terrible <laughs> like like they, they they didn't even have moments of like triumph they they did nothing but alienate <laughs> their underlings, did nothing to empower them. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you can come up with a counter, uh, <laughs> argue, a counter example, Brian, but I figured we could go back and forth a couple times and <laughs> just kind of cite some who were just bumbling oafs. I don't, I don't, I don't know the, the, if I have a counter example. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm trying to think of, I, I've been racking my brain to think of like a villain who actually was halfway competent, but they were like just uniformly awful. <laughs> especially back then and I, nowadays maybe see, it's not like we have the saturday morning cartoons anymore or at least you and i aren't watching them so i mean i think we went from morality plays to like you know man child watching television in the middle of the night so it has to actually have a story <laughs> yeah you're right okay so the morality plays were what we were being like yeah, th yeah those were created to raise us basically right yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, think so, about it. Plop the kid down in front of the TV and go to work. Right. Right. That's how I was right. I mean, and, and I'm knocking it, but <laughs> no, me too. Me too. Yeah. So if you had, if you had a bumbling, uh, sometimes successful, sometimes, uh, failing CEO, uh, that wouldn't, that wouldn't like, you know, paint the simplistic picture as effectively as like a Skeletor say, that'll be my first example. Um, 
a guy whose head was a skull, <laughs> so you knew he was bad. Uh, a guy who was constantly scheming to, uh, what was it? Was he trying to like just basically defeat He-Man? Was he trying to like take over Castle Grayskull? Was he he wanted the He-Man? sword, right? He wanted he to wanted... become like evil He-Man. Yeah, like if he if he got the sword, he could then control Castle Grayskull, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I don't really, I never like like quite quite got if that meant the sorceress would like have to admit him to Castle Grayskull and like do his bidding or where she fit into all that but uh right so <laughs> he wanted he wanted he-man's sword did, did his sword have a name was it like a sort of omens type thing or was it just like the my magic sword ah uh, sort of grayskull maybe just sort of grayskull yeah okay skeletor was absolutely <laughs> motivated to get the stupid sword so he could take over castle grayskull and then rule over eternia he i guess he figured he could accomplish this single-handedly though he had minions um, he was pretty abusive to them. Do you ever remember him like having a kind word for any of his minions? Like he was constantly just like verbally like <laughs> lashing out at them. I mean, they were all kind of bumbling idiots though. So like that almost made it seem reasonable. Well, Skeletor could at least like, <laughs> nice like try. I, right. Like, uh, you'll get him next time. Merman. No, he would just like totally like, okay. And Merman's a prime example poor merman he always looks sad remember him he was like the fish guy and he had like the he had like he literally had like fish lips and like those big like ear <laughs> thin things off the, on the side yeah. of his head yeah and i even think he talked like he had bubbles in his mouth like merman didn't need to be run down by his leader like merman needed to be like empowered and and backed up and you know every once in a while just like throwing a fish and you know you'll you'll get him next time merman but instead i'm sure skeletor like you know, threatened to grind him into fish sticks and all this other stuff. Same with Beast Man. Same with what was the Metal Jaw guy's face? Trap Jaw or something? Skeletor's like negative motivation techniques had zero positive, had zero effect on his troops. Like he never won <laughs> as I mean, a result I think of being we all a worked for a guy like that. <laughs> yes, you and I actually worked for the same guy like that at one point. Yeah. Skeletor would be my first example of just an awful, one-dimensional, terrible. <laughs> pop culture uh, villain from the past or leader from the past who was just just rotten so uh what you got i got that beat megatron actually kept like competent people down <laughs> yes shockwave soundwave and and starscream could actually accomplish it right but megatron didn't want his underlings rising above him right Right, like, you can't be more competent than me. Let's screw it up somehow. Yeah, you know what? I, I seem to recall, like, so Starscream was a little bit grasping and, like, a little bit, he struck you as a little bit of a backstabber. But occasionally, I remember them, like, coming up with what looked like pretty competent plans to try to please Megatron. And then he'd be like, that's not what I wanted at all. And he would, like, show up and just, like, lambast them, right? I always wondered about Soundwave. Because I don't think Soundwave ever failed at anything and i never understood like why megatron was a leader and then like as an adult like i think i got him on dvd and was rewatching him and you can just you can just see Soundwave like oh jesus christ this idiot i gotta do this again oh fuck <laughs> like, you see his frustration <laughs> whatever you're the boss damn it i think because he had that like 
I am Soundwave voice. Maybe you didn't like get his discontent, or it wasn't as apparent. Soundwave always struck me as just like a loyal partisan. Like he's going to do what's best for the Decepticons in their quest to take over, you know, Cybertron and transform Marian civilization. And especially because I mean they are like kind of robots. Like he was literally programmed to follow. Yeah. 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 Why was Megatron not programmed to lead? (laughs) Like he was just his, his anger and his like hubris constantly like foiled the best efforts of his underlings. Wow. Good example. (laughs) Great example. So I've got another one and it's like, we're going down like the, a rogues gallery of like (laughs) shitty eighties, uh, villains. I mean, obviously the next pick is Cobra commander, right? Like, yeah. Ugh, absolutely terrible. Like, not not just like incompetent in his day to day leadership, but like putting the resources of Cobra toward like just absurd like Don Quixote esque, <laughs> you know, uh, quests. You know, just because of some, just some half baked notion, you know, he'll 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 devote the considerable resources of Cobra, who's source of funding is still remains a mystery to some fool's errand. And uh, this never happened in an episode to my knowledge, but like if, if there had been an episode about GI Joe having a salt, like an intramural softball game, he would have found a way to like to ruin it. And you know, not by like just assassinating them on the field, but like fielding a team of his own or something. It would have been like a Cobra egg ball <laughs> that cracked and snakes slithered out when you hit it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, also just totally incompetent. You wonder why he's in charge. Uh, his, again, I, I think he also was surrounded by semi-competent, uh, henchmen. I, I think like Baroness and Destro and... Destro was an international arms dealer, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Destro at least kept Cobra Commander at arm's length, right? So <laughs> he had the sense and to do that. The Crimson Guard had like, I mean, they ran Apple. Didn't yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Were they like in charge of like technology? They had like a huge technical presence or something? Wasn't yeah, it? it was a huge company too. I mean, they had their own buildings in, in like New York and shit. Right, right. And then I'm sure the if they just gone legit, they would have made billions <laughs> without Cobra Commander. Now, did they produce? Okay, I was I was gonna say the Dreadnoughts probably had a pretty good like swamp drug running operation going too without Cobra. Another team he squandered, but was it the Dreadnoughts that formed the band Cold Slither under the Crimson Guard record label? Is that how that went down? Yes, I think so. They they were definitely the uh, the face, at least the facemen. Right, because was it Tomax and Zamon? They they would like appear in suits and stuff and like put on this business front for Cobra, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I want to say I, I really wanted to have been the Dreadnoughts that were in the band, but the point is. I have to do this. I'm sorry. I hate to be pedantic, but it's Knox, dude. Dread Knox. Oh, Dread Knox. I say Dread Knox. Sorry. It is Dread Knox. <laughs> no, you're, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You are 100% right. Um, sorry, the Dread Knox. The Dread Knox, I want to say we're in the Cold Slither video. Yeah, because wasn't he like playing the guitar with his little like gun chainsaw? <laughs> I thought so. And I, I don't want to look it up and be proven wrong. <laughs> But like that—that's an example of like the 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 whole Crimson Guard front like 
the corporate front having like they had enough money to like set up a recording studio like put out an album publish it like get the video on tv i think it was to try to brainwash kids into like not eating their vegetables or something stupid and i don't remember through what antics cobra commander like dicked up that plan too but i'm <laughs> you you know he did yeah. so yeah cobra commander like an unparalleled squanderer of seemingly limitless resources and human resources as well you uh, got another one in mind this one drove me nuts and and i didn't really love this cartoon but dude who who was the the mummy dude from thundercats oh mumra mumra <laughs> yes. cats man <laughs> like three of them don't even carry a weapon yeah Mumra was just chilling on third earth this like backwater like crap hole planet right and then the mutants and the thundercats were the actual belligerents and like lion-o's ship had to like leave thundera i guess when the mutants destroyed it or some crap and like a, a contingent of mutant mutants followed the thundercats to thundera right yeah if you say so <laughs> no, i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure and then like they landed on Mumra's planet, and then Mumra's like, "I must destroy Lionel." Like, why? Why did he have a uh, a cat <laughs> in that fight? I never quite got that. Did he want the Sword of Omens? What, what was his motivation for hating the Thundercats? I, I honestly have no idea. It, that was just so contrived, and I, I didn't even know half of what you just said. Like, cats showed up, and I don't know. Maybe mummies and cats don't get along. Is that like a <laughs> Egyptian thing? Maybe I. I I, I never, I mean, I had to go back and watch Thundercats, but Mumra somehow, like, basically, like, had the mutants as his, like, toadies. And... Stop worshipping the cats. Worship me! <laughs> right, right. It was them, and or the, were they the Loon Attacks Were some other faction that showed up at some point Not as well? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, a, I was a little too into Thundercats in the day. But anyway, the thing that really irritated me about Mumra is... When he would turn it from his decayed form into like the badass Mumra, the ever living form, like how the hell did he lose? Like he was a, just like a super badass at that point. And then like invariably through some like you know, snarf would like step on his bandage or something. You know? <laughs> of course they would defeat him and he'd have to run back into his sarcophagus to recharge. I'll get you next time, Lion Omer. And uh, the Thundercats would prevail somehow. With like one sword between them. <laughs> right. Right. And as you as you mentioned, the Thundercats were like Liono had the Sword of Omens. Uh Wily Kit and Wily Cat, did they even have weapons? I don't I don't think so, dude. I wanna say they like threw road tax or something stupid like that. Panthro had the nunchucks. Ti- Tigra no she Chitara? Had like a staff, right? Or I thought Chitara had the bo- had like a bow staff. I don't remember what oh, Tigra had now. Yeah, you might be right. Or maybe I'm thinking of Acrobat from Dungeons and Dragons. Like <laughs> they're kind of interchangeable in my mind. Anyway, yeah. And then they had like that cool tank and a, like a castle that was empty most of the time because only five people lived there. That was the other thing. Why were they fighting about Third Earth? Like Third Earth largely seemed pretty empty to me. It was the Thundercats, a handful of mutants, the Rober Bears, <laughs> Bumra, and some other creatures that would come and go. Like what was the what was the concept? to sell toys it was just a toy selling enterprise yes it was but yeah i actually did like the show dumb as it was dumb as mumra was i don't think i understood undeath i was just like he's he's a mummy who cares like 
Just set them on fire. He's like bazillions of years old. And did, you know, the ancient spirits of evil were his like benefactors who would like give grant the power to him. At a certain point, why didn't they just like not? Why didn't the statues just not activate? Come on, guys, come on! No, no, you, you suck. No, they, they again just squandering all that ancient spirit of evil power in a silly quest to defeat Lionel and the Thundercats. <sighs> okay, I've got. I'm going to do one more, and I'm actually going to do a composite. I was actually going to go in another direction here with another cartoon, but I instead will just revisit. Um, <clears throat> just revisit He-Man and revisit um, G.I. Joe for a moment. Both He-Man and G.I. Joe came up with like a solution to their incompetent, like comical villains. And that was by replacing them with a seemingly much more badass villain who was really going to give the hero the business. And in the case of He-Man, that was Hordak and the Horde, which were borrowed from She-Ra. I believe that He-Man actually had to contend with them or some element of the Horde. That or I'm just getting the cartoons mixed up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, though, that He-Man took on the Horde. And in G.I. Joe, of course, they had the super badass-looking Serpentor, who was like genetically like put together to be an amazing like badass leader. I think they like took DNA from all these different uh, dead leaders from history or whatever and created Serpentor. At first, like the for the very first episode, like, ooh, these guys are badass. Look out. That lasted like one episode, and then it was just another layer of complete incompetence in both cases. Except now that the for, now the former leader just became like a comic relief sidekick. Uh and, and a and a whipping boy for his like now his new master, who was also terrible. Again, was it just to sell a toy? Like they didn't I was hopeful when those characters debuted that we were because like I actually wanted the bad guys to be like a credible threat to my heroes, and they looked cool, but they really weren't. I, I think that's much more of a and I hate this word trope than you're giving it credit for because Transformers did that with the movie, and then Megatron became Galvatron, and immediately Galvatron like kicked ass and put everything like in order. And then, boy, like when when the cartoon started again, he was like a bumbling idiot again. <laughs> right, 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 right. Buy Galvatron, <laughs> and I did. I mean, it was just, yeah, it was it was a toy it was a toy sales uh, opportunity. But yeah, I guess you know, getting back to that morality play thing, like you can't have the villain like be good at villaining. It might give the kids the wrong idea. My idea would have been like, that's cool. Yeah, Transformers did it too. You're right. That's you you can't even get around an incompetent evil leader by replacing him with an even more evil leader because he'll just be doubly incompetent, it seems. And uh, didn't G.I. Joe do it twice? Wasn't Globulus like Sepentor's uh, oh. leader? Yeah, yeah. In the movie, when they went to like Cobra, la, 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 or whatever the hell the place was called. Yeah, Globulus turned out to be, and I'll be pedantic, Golobulus. Uh, turned out to be like, yeah, the supreme leader of all of the Cobra uh, things. But then again, Serpentor was kind of, would have been like a bastardized thing created by the humans. And Cobra Commander, it turned out, actually was one of their race, but was part snake. or God, that got convoluted. Yeah, who knows. <laughs> but yeah, even Galobulus. But of course, he and they ended up not being able to defeat uh, G.I. Joe. And I, I do believe that their hubris and... Uh, 
sense of superiority got the better of them as well. So yeah, you can stack it three or four layers deep. It's just going to, you're just going to get one boob after another <laughs> running the show. And speaking of running the show, this one's running a, probably, well, I wouldn't say long, but I think it's running close to its conclusion. So Brian, you've got uh, one more to throw out there before we. I, I still cannot think of any competent 80s leaders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I'm just trying to think of a, of a villain. Transformers, G.I. Joe, GoBot. Was Psykill any good on the GoBots? I, I have no idea. I can't imagine anything about the GoBots was good. And he, Psykill looks stupid because his head was like tilted up when it shouldn't have been. Mask? Oh, was Miles Mayhem any good? No, he was he was terrible too, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, Gargamel, it goes without saying, was a total joke. Gummy Bears had the Duke. He was totally incompetent. Who else, man? There's got to be somebody who... Uh, oh, who is Inspector Gadget's nemesis? Claw? Dr. Claw. No, I mean, like, I guess, like, in comparison, he was better than Gadget. Right, but he's... So, yes, and it, but the thing is, Inspector Gadget was completely incompetent. So, for Dr. Claw to not just, like, trounce him, he had to be, like, colossally incompetent, right? Yeah. I mean, he was outsmarted by a dog. <laughs> yeah, brain. <laughs> I don't think I'll. I don't think I'll ask you to rack your brain to try to think of uh, any that are competent. I think we just named like three more terrible ones. So, <laughs> unless there's any anyone else you want to call out, I think I could let you off the hook. You can let me off the hook. All right, off the hook you are, and uh, off the reservation. This uh, this episode is such as the habit of poor leadership. Maybe we should think about uh, wrapping up the episode. What do you say? And I'll start, of course, by reminding our listeners. That while our leadership never changes, you can count on a consistent level of incompetence <laughs> season to season here on the Nerd Travaganza podcast. And to prove it, we suggest that you check us out each and every week by subscribing to us on iTunes or Google Play Music or any other podcasting software or venue or streaming service on which this fine show appears. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, add us to your Google circle, and join the Nerd Extravaganza army on Facebook. Be a competent leader and lead your browser on over to nerdstravaganza.com. As well, check out all of our YouTube content under Nerdstravaganza. And if you like what you heard here or don't and want to send a sternly worded message to Nerdstravaganza leadership, feel free to do so at nerdstravaganza at gmail.com. And with this episode now complete, Brian, it is your responsibility as a leader to take us away. We're cold slither. You'll be joining us soon. A band of vipers playing our tune. <laughs> How could kids not like sign up for Cobra? <laughs> I don't know, man. Not since Splendor when that's the last time I fired up like that. Like I got my butt kicked one too many times and I was just like, that's it. And I just went ruthless. So I can be competitive when I, when I fire up and uh, no better time than with the family. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> People who have to love you. Right. Right. You're stuck with me. I, I can be a dick to you. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much how it goes. Right. <laughs>